and welcome to the Leveled Up Podcast. I'm Megan Johnson. And I'm Janae Austin. Today, in continuation of our topic of intentional growth for the first quarter here, we talked about the difference between the planning kind of growth that you go through before you do the physical part of things. And there's certainly a separation there. So listen up for more on the Leveled Up Podcast. Okay, so we're obviously still in the middle of intentional growth, talking about intentional growth. I think it takes a specific set of tools and a set of behaviors and actions uh, to be in growth, but I think it's easily confused with how you need to show up to think about growth. So for me, strategizing growth, planning growth, spending the time thinking about what growth you wanna do is a different zone than the being in growth. And uh, you just kind of have to show up differently. Uh, So I wanted to talk about that and what you think, how somebody could show up best for the strategizing growth piece Mm -hmm. versus the being in growth piece. Yeah. And I... I'm I'm glad we're having this conversation right now because I feel like I'm a... Where I really shine is in that strategizing growth piece. And that's what I'm starting to find out with, with my interactions right now. So what I was just telling Megan before we got on here is that we're actually in the process of within my, within my office and within my specific team, really making a few pretty major changes um, when it comes to our physical rebranding. So what our office space looks like and the colors, and the aesthetics and the, the artwork we have up and things like that. But that's also complemented by the retaining of our whole training system and we're, we're streamlining things and we're doing things in a different way and include more, more design and more energy and more like youth. And it's a different, it's a different brand than what we've ever done before. And so it looks a lot different. And so we're all going to have to go through a lot of active, like physical doing kind of growth going through this because we're going to have to figure out the logistics of how to make sure that our training videos are awesome and the actual recording of all of that and how to make sure that our our trainers are growing when it comes to the the actual content that they're putting out and how it is that we're relating to the world with our social media and like all of that stuff requires like physical growth and that hey these are areas we're not super familiar with so we have to make physical changes for this to be the case but where where I'm at in this process is really the um the strategic kind of stuff that, that comes before all of that. So what kind of things have to be in place first? What kind of things do we need to be open to? What, what attitudes do we need to have as a team for that to be the case? And not just, hey, how are we growing right this very second? And that we could have just hopped in and said, okay, well, we're, we need videos. So we're going to start recording videos today instead of thinking, okay, why do we need videos? And what does the system look like when we're done? And if we're happy with this, what is you know, what, what components all have to come together for that to be the case. So um, I think that's where, where I'm really focusing on those two things right now is making sure that, you know, I'm doing all of the things first that aren't necessarily the, the doing part of things to make sure that this goes off with without a hitch. And so my mindset right now is, is really growth focused, but it's not, hey, here's all the physical things that I'm doing. It's here's how I'm preparing myself to make sure that these changes happen in the way that I, that I want to. So I don't know, it's, it's, it is a totally a different zone though. You're right. Yeah. I, what you just made me think of is, well, and I had some notes, like, I think the pre-stage is really linear thought. It's analytic, it's strategic. You're, you're trying to, um, and this is what you made me just think of, you're trying to solve all your problems before you have them, right? Yes. You're, trying to, you're trying to guess what's going to happen then. And 
play it out through your mind and what pieces do I need in place in order to um, let's, let's make it really simple. You're trying to grow in a skill, right? You want to learn how to make scrambled eggs. And so pre-growth uh, in that skill, you're like, okay, I need to get eggs. I need to get, make sure I have the right pots and pans and spatulas. And when am I going to find time to do this? And who's going to eat all these eggs I'm making? Like all of, all of these pieces that you just have to kind of plan out before. And I think that's really important. And, and do I think people lack in this piece? Yes. I think people short this piece a lot. Um, and I, I really believe in the pre-growth, the thinking about growth, the growth strategy side. I don't think you can rush this. I think you need to make a plan and walk away from that plan for a, anywhere between an hour and a couple of days to just see what bubbles up for you and then come back and reevaluate your plan and have big smart brains come in and look at it as well. Um, and that's all really important. On the other side of it for me, the in growth stage, while you're in the middle of it, I think it's, you, you have to be really adaptive. You have to be really agile. You have to um, be resilient in all the times you're going to get kicked around. How many times you're going to drop the scrambled eggs on the floor and you're going to have to start again, or they're terrible or whatever. You have to have a different skill set of resiliency and agility and um, quick decision-making and uh, keeping an eye on the end, but a whole different way of being in growth, especially fast-paced growth, which you and I both are. We put our sights on something and we're like, how soon can I learn an entire language? Next week, let's do it. <laughs> um, so I just think it's really different, but I think, and, and I think um, people are usually better at one or the other. So the, it, the people that are really good in my experience, I'm just guessing at this point, it's a swag. Um, the people that are really good at the pre-growth phase, the planning stage that are really linear thinkers have a lot more struggle being agile and adaptive during that in-growth phase. And so they may not be as resilient in the in-growth, but those that are really resilient and able to adapt and adjust during the growth probably don't plan or prepare as well as they, as they could because they just don't have that linear side. And so you kind of need to know yourself. Mm -hmm. You need to understand who you are and who your team is for in your example and where they may kind of need a little extra support. Yeah. And also, I mean, and that's, that's something I'm glad we're kind of bringing up because this idea of growth isn't just an individual topic. Like, a lot of the times, if you have this, this big idea of what you want and where you're going, then most of the time, and again, it depends on you and your business and your specific situation, obviously, but most of the time, the bigger your goals are, the more people are involved with those goals and dreams. And so it's interesting going through a process where I'm not just focused on growth for myself personally, I'm focused on growth for myself, but also my entire team. And not just the people who work within my organization, we're working with other leaders to create something that's really, really fucking cool. And, you know, part of that process for me is figuring out not just what, what do I need to do? What's my part in this? Where can I contribute and where can I grow? It's okay. How do we as a team fit all of these skills together, all our individual strengths and weaknesses and, you know, how can I delegate to people? How can I help them grow while we're going through this together? And um, it, the, the difficult part of, of things like this for me 
and one of the places that I'm certainly seeing growth right now is that I don't believe that anybody can, if this isn't real, right? But I, most of the time, don't believe that anybody can do as good a job as I do on things. So I'm just like, I will just do everything myself. Yeah. And then it takes a while and it's a ton of effort. And then I'm physically drained and then I get resentful. And then I'm like, well, I'm doing all of this stuff. It's because I wanted to do all of this stuff. You know, like it's, it's really hard for me to, to delegate and to pass off things that I know somebody might not do exactly what I expect or want, but I have to be okay with, with giving that up and letting them grow and letting them do those things anyway. So working with a team and and growing in specific ways together looks wildly different. And, um, it's something that I'm, I'm certainly going through a learning curve on right now. So I don't know, Megan, I know you're kind of along the same lines as far as like, I'll just do it because I know (laughs) I'll do it the best except for our taxes. Both of us are like, (laughs) get these out of my way. Yes. (laughs) And it is, it is limiting when you're like us and you're like, man, I don't, I'm not, here's the real problem. If I'm totally honest, we don't create enough time to grow people to save us time later. And that's, that's really where, why we do it is not only because we know we can do it right, but also finding the time to grow somebody in their ability to do it right as well is, yeah. is a lot. It's a lot of time as well. So I, you know, I just reread the one minute manager because I suggested a client to read it. There's a new one called the new one minute manager. Are you familiar? I'm, I'm not, but like, is that supposed to be a playoff of one minute man by Missy Elliott? No. Are you sure? Are you a hundred percent sure? Because that's one of my favorite songs of all time. I've been thinking about it for the entire podcast. So in the show notes, we should have the link to the one minute man video and where you can buy the one minute manager (laughs) off of Amazon and let the audience decide for themselves. (laughs) Look, if that's not a play on that song, then I don't know what they're thinking. Um, it's actually a really great way to think about how you manage people. And it's just, just such a basic three-step system of, of making people better. Um, and it is really an agile way of, of helping people be in growth and sticking with them in growth. And so I, I just really like that. Uh, you know me, I like really simple systems. I, I don't think it needs to be overcomplicated for you to find uh, the right way to make decisions for yourself um, or wh- how you want to proceed in growth. So um, whether you're, if you're trying to help a team grow, I really recommend the one minute manager or the new one minute manager. It's really good and it's super short, okay, really, good. really short. Um, I think the audiobook in total is like an hour and 20 minutes or something. It's super oh, sweet. I can carve that out. But on the other side of it is forcing yourself to make the time if it's in line with your goals. And so if your goals are like you to grow a team, like that is a central piece of your goals is to grow a team then damn it, Danae, you got to find the time to carve out both the thinking and planning of their growth and helping them think about and plan their growth and then be in growth with them. And uh, you're going to have a season just like many of us. And I'm sure uh, many listening is an entire season in growth, not a short period of time, but maybe a decade in growth, uh, moving people forward so that you get the results that you're looking for. Yeah. It's also really interesting going through some of this stuff because it's not just like, because when I, when I talk about my team, like a lot of times, I mean, usually when we're talking about this, I'm talking about the people who are within my organization who like 
are looking to to my leadership for specific things. And they're very independent. It's not like they need, I'm, I'm not babying most of these people, right? They're independent adults. So um, that's one kind of leadership. But what's interesting is that we're heading into a new season where I'm not just leading people who are on my team. Now we're, we're coming up with these um, joint operations, I'll say, between people who are not under my leadership. So the growth of going through that and figuring out, okay, how do I how do I work with these people who are all really strong and independent and are running their own organizations? How do I help them in a way where it's not what Denise says goes, but it's, hey, how do I add value to this entire group and lead them in a way where we're all heading in the same direction, even though our methods might not be exactly the same, even though our organizations are not exactly the same, like how do we build something together? And that's a different growth process for for me. So it's, I'm learning things the hard way. It's almost like collaborative growth. Yes. Yeah. Collaborative growth. That could be a whole topic. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because we're all trying to grow together in very similar ways, but not everything is exactly the same. So not everybody wants a business like what I'm trying to build. Right. Like, you know, cause I, I see certain things in myself and then um, these other people I'm working with have their, their own completely unique visions of what they want their life to go, but we're in alignment on, on the right thing. So it makes sense. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think we should definitely make that a topic to talk about at some point. I, I want to ask you really specifically about for you when you're thinking and planning growth versus when you're in growth, when you're thinking and planning growth, Mm -hmm. what, what do you like your surroundings to be? What are your tools in that? Do you time it? Do you plan it? Like what is your process in the planning growth stage? The planning part of all of this, I think, there's a, I think it's rocket fuel, that book that specifically talks about how some people are really good at finishing things. And some people yep. are really good at starting things. Yep. I am certainly one of the people who's very good at starting things. Like that's where I get excited is, is the process of um, building something up and planning how things should go and helping, you know, like really strategize all of that. And usually when it comes to even something that's more collaborative. So for instance, I'm working with all of these other people, there's about seven of us who are, who are kind of leaders who are whatever getting involved in in this project that I'm talking about and I'm not usually the kind of person who's open to like group think or herd mentality on things so I'm not looking for seven opinions before I start planning anything I'm the kind of person who if I want something especially if it has other people involved I will do all of the legwork of planning things out, of creating content, of doing all of the things that need to be done. And then I present what I'm doing to other people so that they can see what my actual idea and vision is. And then, then they can make some specific suggestions or changes based on what I've already done. That's, that's certainly more my, like the way that I tend to, to plan out growth when I'm in a collaborative setting. And it's kind of the same on my own, because when I think about like for, um, For instance, when I did the 75 hard challenge last year, like I spent a good three or four weeks planning and strategizing, not just like physically, but also mentally before I ever actually started the challenge itself. And I think that's why I was able to go as long as I did before I got sick, because um, I knew that, hey, I hear all of the roadblocks in my way from growing in the specific ways that I want to. So how many of those barriers can I remove? What can I do to make sure that this is easy for me? You know, so for, for that specific challenge, the, the planning on my part when I was kind of in that strategic growth stage was, okay, I know I need to drink a gallon of water a day. Why don't I do that now? And 
the planning was, okay, well, I need a gallon size water bottle. So it's a no brainer. I don't have to think about how many times I refilled something or um, I need to do two workouts a day. So I need to make sure I have those workouts ready to go in advance. And I'm not searching for the last minute as a workout I can do for 45 minutes, right? I need to have those things good to go. I need to put them on my schedule in advance so that I don't schedule things over the time when I'm supposed to be exercising and things like that. So um, I'm, I'm certainly more of a solitary uh, strategist when it comes to, to planning things out. Um, and some people are, are more external processors. Um, I need uh, validation from, from people when it comes to the stuff that I've already internally processed. So I'll go through an entire process myself and then I want to run it by other people before I actually take, take action most of the time. So I don't know, but I feel like I just went on a total tangent. I'm not sure if I actually no. answered the question. <laughs> I think you totally answered the question. And just hearing your answer, I'm hearing how different I am from you. Like I will protect an idea until I'm ready to commit to an idea. So I won't, I won't talk to anybody about it. I'll keep it really internal and think about it and say, is this in alignment with me? Is this in alignment with what I want? Is this in alignment with the goals of the organization? Um, Is it fit all of my values? Like Okay. So once I go through all of that, totally privately, I don't speak to anybody, like not a soul about it. Um, then I start like slowly adding people to the conversation and, um, I say, well, I'm kind of thinking about this and I just put it out there and then I wait to see what kind of feedback comes in. And then I have a handful of people. Um, and of course you're one of them that when I get really excited about the idea, I'm like, can I just bounce some stuff off of you? This is what I'm thinking. Um, And I really do that very well. The the final planning stages, probably the last third, maybe even sometimes the two thirds of the planning stages um, out loud and kind of checking in back and forth with the people that I trust or that have the experience in doing something similar or whatever um, until I get to a plan that feels really good. Um, And then I'll execute on it. But uh, I will say that that's probably five years old before that it was like, great idea. Let's start. Like I was a hundred percent that guy for sure. Do you feel like, cause I, I think that there's a couple of different ways because so Cameron, for instance, right. When he comes up with some sort of an idea, he has to act on it immediately. Like immediately and he wants action not like just planning like he wants to go so for instance we're recording all of these classes to have like a a, like a bank of training classes for our team basically and I'm like okay so we need to have the backdrop we need to have the room ready to go we need to have the intros and the outros and we need to have the video editing software to make sure that we can do this correctly and he was like let's just start recording and totally different thought processes like I like I immediately want to start on things but I'll immediately start on all of the details mm-hmm. to make sure that when we're actually ready to go, then it goes smoothly. But he's just like, no, let's just do it. And we can kind of figure it out while we're doing it. And yeah. We're, we're totally different when it comes to. Yeah. To that and I, some stuff. people are really successful at that. And yeah. I just wasn't, I just found, I jumped into things that I actually didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've closed a business because of it. Cause I, it was just not the right decision. If I would have taken time, and done the process that I'm doing now, um, I would have made a better decision around starting that business. And so it's not just that, it's other things that I feel like I get really excited about something, but really it was human design that taught me this new process in self. Like I'm a wait to respond 
person. It, it works. My life works best and I make the best decisions when things come to me and I internalize them for a little while and I sit on them for a little while and then I make it, then I make a decision on it. I felt really silly at first when some report off of the internet gave me this answer. And then I started doing it. I'm like, I'm going to trust this internet report on human design to this is how I'm going to make decisions in my life and business now. I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's try. But the proof is in the pudding and it's, it's just a much better way for me to go about making decisions for myself, for my clients, for my family. Um, and that really works. And so it just might be Cameron's design to trust his immediate initial instinct. And that's how he gets the best results. Yeah, I think, well, I, I don't think you're you're wrong there at all, but which is why I think it's kind of helpful sometimes when I, I enjoy working with a team of people a lot of the time when they're people who I can trust to to do the roles that I think that they're going to do because I feel like I've, I've, I've certainly gotten better. One of the ways that I've grown over the last few years is, is knowing people and not expecting them to do things that are out of their, their circle of excellence. Right. So if I know that Cameron's a doer and he wants to jump in, then the roles that I'm going to give him are roles where he can do that and he can run free with it. What I'm not going to ask him to do is to come to the table with an outline of, of all of the things in advance that he needs to have in place, because I know that that's not something that he would do naturally. So why would I assign that to him? You know, like, but I know that I will do those things. So I'll assign that to myself. We have, we have people who are within this team we're working with who are very analytical. So I'm going to have them do the research when it comes to the things that we're going to buy, because I know that they'll go more in depth than I probably would. Cause a lot of times I just want the first solution that I see that will work 100%. And I don't want to necessarily dive any deeper, but my engineer personalities, right. in in my team, they're going to go way deeper. They're going to call the provider and make sure that all of the things that we need are answered. So I can divvy those up a little bit more. And then I have people who are, um, there's one guy who I work with who I'll say is, um, and like, he can take this as the biggest compliment in the world. He's a wrecking ball of a person. So when it comes to like just getting things done and getting people rallied up, like he's on board with that a hundred percent. So when I have a decision that I need pushed through to people and I need answers on now, he's the one I'm going to go to because I know that that's within a circle of excellence. But if I need somebody to address something with more tact, he's not the person that I'm going to, you know? So that's part of the growth process here is just knowing people and where, where they're going to do the best job so that, I don't expect things from people that they wouldn't naturally do on their own. You know, right. so it's, it's certainly a different process because when it's me, I have to expect myself to do everything. And that means that my projects aren't, aren't as great as they could be if I included the right people in the right places. Right. Well, and the, you know, this opens up the conversation and we probably don't have time to get into this today, but what you just described is like a really very common workplace situation um, where you've got a lot of people on your team with different skills. And sometimes it's going to happen that you need somebody on that team to develop in an area of their week. And um, in, not in your situation, but in a typical employment situation, that would be the case. Yeah. And you really do need to come to the table with them and create a growth plan and use that thinking about growth skills with them um, and help them learn those skills but then also prepare them for the type of work that are the type of um, way they need to be in, in growth stage. So uh, prepare them for the resiliency and the agility and uh, you know, the 
persistence <laughs> that it takes to just keep going when you're in growth. So I think that's, I think it was a great story to tell because anybody listening to this has either been there, is there, or is going to be there if they continue to p- pursue anything. And it's not necessarily owning your own business or being in corporate America. It's, this could be a volunteer team. This could be in a, a volunteer project or in school. So I think this is a good conversation to just think about how do how do I respond preparing for growth and in growth? And am I, do, am I setting myself up for success in, in both phases? Yeah. I don't know. It's so different too. And, and another thing that I'm working with is that it's, it's all a volunteer army. You know, that's why it's different because it's not, none of us are in positions that we've been designated. Hey, you're the human resources person. Hey, you're the marketing person. Hey, you're the financial person. Hey, you're the client manager. Like we're all every part of our business. So when we collaborate on things, it's really interesting trying to make sure that we don't have too many, uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, um, mm-hmm. too many people who have strong leader personalities, all trying to dictate exactly what happens and who does it because that's not, <laughs> that's right. not always the easiest way to, to actually get things done. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, you'll have to check back in with the podcast and listen to how the project's going. I will. I will. Just follow me on the Facebook and then you can see how. I think anybody following you on Facebook or Instagram or Reels or TikTok knows that you're making big moves. Yeah, I feel, except for TikTok because on TikTok, like half the time I just use it to make videos and then I just keep them on private on there. So like, <laughs> I'm still not great at it. Like I'm, I'm learning, but man, to be, to be 20 years old and like understand inherently how all of those platforms work would just be just be lovely. Like my siblings, like my siblings have nothing to do with business. They're not in marketing and they just inherently understand how to make hilarious TikTok videos. I'm like, I feel like I'm really trying at this and that's why it's really difficult. (laughs) It makes total sense. All right, darling. Well, this was a great talk. Yeah. I can't can't wait for us to record in the new studio space. So uh, if you're listening, we've got a new studio space. We're going to be recording in in the very near future Um, and so we're really looking forward to that and um, we'd love your feedback and if there's anything that you guys would love to hear us talk about or questions for us you can always always reach out to us you know where all of our social handles are or hit us up individually on the social as well there thanks for listening to the leveled up podcast it would be super helpful for us if you could pass this on to anybody who you think would get just as much value out of this as you do so go ahead and like comment subscribe follow do whatever option you have available on wherever you listen to podcasts thank you keep listening to the leveled up podcast